you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. How much can the bulls get back after the worst day for the Dow in almost a year? Worse for the Russell in almost two. Yields are lower today. 10-year still above 4.3, though, in Cisco earnings tonight. Our roadmap begins with stocks seeking a rebound after that drop. Investors now pushing back rate cut expectations until June. Plus, shares of Uber and Lyft are both rallying ahead of the open. Lyft says it expects to post positive free cash flow for the first time this year. Uber authorizes a $7 billion stock yeah. purchase. As I said, both are up. Airbnb shares also on the move. CEO Brian Chesky saying the company plans to expand beyond its core service with the help of AI. Let's begin with the markets. As we said, the Dow coming off uh, the worst day since last March. Uh, S&P, not as much uh, going back to January, but obviously, Jim, uh, some call it. In, in fact, it was the former pre president of the Boston Fed today said it was an overreaction. Well, look, I don't know if it's an overreaction. I, we've been up just nonstop since the beginning of November. And I think a lot of people just said, well, wait a second. We've got things like ARM, which are just too crazy, where you've got a short squeeze. It's too much like uh, GameStop. ARM became GameStop. One company is a growth stock and one is kaput. Uh, I find that there is a level of enthusiasm that went too far. And I'm not saying everything's going to be Tesla, but Tesla's tended to be like what can happen, which is you get too far and then the future's just okay. We'll, we'll see what happens with Airbnb. Do you really buy Uber for a buyback? I mean, don't you buy Uber for growth? Uh, yes, you can add a zero to Lyft and suddenly have a huge number, but then it comes back down. But it's kind of indicative of what I see. I, I had Harley Finkelstein on last night, Shopify, one of the great growth stories of all time. And the stock gets hammered. Data dog, there's mixed, terrific quarter mix. So what I'm leading up to is the idea that, look, things are good, but can we just keep paying higher in an environment where interest rates are not going to, where the Fed's not going to cut. And the answer is, is that it's a little more problematic to keep paying higher for the same earnings and the same sales when, David, what happens is we don't get a cut. Right. Although the same earnings and the same sales, I mean, people are willing to pay more still for growing significantly higher earnings growing, and sales. But more, it has and, to be more that than expected. The, right. Which it has been for many of the well, companies the that late, we cover closely, the and certainly four, the biggest. Forty-eight hours. Now. I mean, mixed picture for the Mag Seven, but at least a few of them have been. Right. In well, that I'm just bag. saying, the last forty-eight hours, you've had a bunch of companies that everybody loves, and they uh, did the number, and they didn't raise. I mean, you know, look at Cadence upgraded today. Cadence, by the way, is the, maybe the most uh, dovetail partner to Nvidia, and they did not. Raise. Uh, you have a second dovetailer in the data center in Arista, and they did not raise. Was that expected that they would yes, raise guidance? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so there was an expectation they would raise guidance. Neither of those companies did. Haven't correct. seen their, what they're going to be, what their opens look like. A lot like of people feel that they've slowed and that there's this air pocket. And I've got to tell you that both Cadence uh, and 
geez, I, you know, Arista did say, be aware that there might be this kind of overhang where a lot of stuff was bought. Look at that chart. Why, well, that's what I'm getting at. Do you want to come in now and just say, you know what, I am so early to Arista Networks, I got to pull the trigger? Does that look like early? That does not look like early. No, may not be. I, I would have no idea. Ooh. No, you would. Wow, look at that. Even three years. Pretty nice. Well, this is what, it's what the fourth best performer since the S&P went from 4,000 to 5,000. So you've got these stocks uh, that are priced for beat and raise, and instead you get beat and kind of, well, <laughs> let's wait for a raise. So That's not are, you, are you eyeing the NVIDIA quarter with caution? Oh, geez, there was a note today. No, guys, been not that great. But there was, we did have a, a, a note saying, listen, NVIDIA could just do the number plus only a billion. And so I hear that and I say, oh, Jensen Wong, does he really have to do two billion to consider? Well, then he, I mean, I, I think that NVIDIA is going to have a very big long-term run. I just think that it's, not, it's possible that you could have an NVIDIA that, that it was like the July to December NVIDIA of last year when we forget where, where I would get stopped on the street and said, thanks for nothing, NVIDIA. Right. Like, why did you name your dog NVIDIA? I said, well, I named my dog NVIDIA when the stock was 50. Mm. I mean, like, you know, he answered NVIDIA in the end when I told him when he had the piece of steak in, his hand, in my hands. That thing just jumped when I said NVIDIA. So is it your sense that expectations just continue to ratchet up for NVIDIA, making it very difficult for it to hit yeah, a high I, enough bar to send the stock even higher from here? I think that when you look at what uh, Mark Zuckerberg's doing, he's buying all the, the, the NVIDIA you can get. Everyone's buying all the NVIDIA you can get. But there, here's, here's an issue. Maybe you can't make as many um, H200s as you want to. And if you can't, then maybe they can't sell them. I, I, I don't know. I think that Really? You don't think they can sell them? Come on. No, I'm saying you can't sell something you don't have. Right. I mean, these, look, maybe these are, you consider it and say, well, look, we can come out and say our order book is filled. But maybe you get a dynamic which is led by, say, a Frank Slootman, right, who, who is saying snowflake. snowflake. We have a lot of people who are really questioning why they should pay so much for these when we don't really know the uh, why they need them. And then you had an amazing call last night. The stock could be down. I don't think it should be. Brian Chesky went Airbnb, basically just throwing cold water on what people think is AI. You know, saying it's basically a modified Google search. Well, this ties in with the journal piece about Copilot yesterday. Uh, This this piece in the information, Jim, with the CEO of Databricks, uh, suggesting that the price of GPUs will plummet in the next year because, like internet broadband constraints in the early 2000s, they loosened up in a hurry. Well, I, I just don't know how that can be true uh, because when you talk to the people in the bowels of NVIDIA uh, or with Lisa Sue and the AMD people, the demand from whole countries is too high. I mean, you know, Jensen did this, this uh, tour Right. Well, we made the point yesterday that there is potentially going to be significant demand from sovereigns, from countries, because they want to develop their own AI strategy, so to speak. And he was, again, as we pointed out, in the UAE and touring the region. Do you think he was in sell mode or do you think he was in explain mode? Well, I think he can be in both, maybe, right? Well, Jensen is a master salesperson without realizing and then you'll want. And... uh, um, so there is the possibility, and we talked to Stacey Raxon yesterday from uh, Bernstein, who's yeah. the Axe and sort of the chips and a lot of them, saying, yeah, it's very possible there will be more demand from sovereigns. That's not built into a lot of models. Well, I look at what uh, J. Street ULL and the amazing Arista quarters talking about the M&Ms. 
Delicious. Made at, at Microsoft. Ah. But it is Valentine's Day candy. I, I, bought, I did not buy my wife a bag of M&M's for Valentine's Day. How about a Baconator? Are you going to buy her that, maybe? I hadn't thought about that. You might That's want something it. that shows love. It does. Yes, right? Tonnage. Tonnage of love. <laughs> uh, I, I just find that the number of companies that want NVIDIA and accounting NVIDIA would mean it so that it's... That's just sensational. That's, that's self-motivated. You want it to plunge. Why would you let it plunge? You, you can go on Google. You see how much these things cost. By the way, what? look at the bottom there. Look what's moving again. Oh, uh, well, we know they, David, that's an arm. That's a shortage caused by people selling calls. Hey, thank you, Redburn, for explaining what, why yes, it's Yes, Redburn squeeze. did a nice job. Wasn't that a nice piece? They did a nice job of explaining the short squeeze yes, that we did. said it was. Redburn being we a, a little research firm. Yes. Um, and pointing out 104% for trading days. And by the way, just think about the estimates in terms of where the stock is now based on its valuation. 64 times enterprise value over EBIT. Right. That is an 80% premium to Cadence. Which is the, <laughs> it's very funny because Cadence is, well, I Cadence is one of the best performers the last uh, 10 and 15 years. Uh, I do find, Carl, that everyone wants to find the next NVIDIA. I would say wait till next week and you're going to get NVIDIA all you want. There's a chance. Hmm. Uh, there is a nice little upgrade of HP today, Jim, basically rhyming exactly with your thesis the yeah. last few months that the refresh cycle from things we might have bought during COVID in the way of PCs, then the new generation of AI-capable PCs is going to drive what, what is the second but biggest PC seller. You're going to see AI for consumers. By the way, I think that b- before we trash suddenly Copa, that's going to be AI for the consumers. Now, if Chesky's right from Airbnb, all it is is like, hey, give me, tell me what hotel I should stay at, which he's saying that's not sophisticated enough, and that would show you that AI is not what we think. I don't do you know. use it regularly yet in your daily? Do you, I have used it for summation, but you don't use it that. Do you use it every day? Do I use it every day? No, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I use it when I'm stumped, and I use it for guests where I just say, "Oh shoot, I got this guest on. I got to find out whether I'm missing something." I use it to double check. I don't use it to create. I use it to say, "All right, am I off base?" Now, fortunately, we don't have to interview politicians, but anytime I've interviewed someone where there's a political angle, I go right to it and say, I need five questions about the politics and the CEO of X, because I I want neutral questions. And so far, I think that that, uh, AI does not really have a bias. Still, something you wouldn't have done a year ago. Oh, no, not at all. I would have said, oh, my God, I got to go look at the, I got to Google five articles and 10 this. And no, I just go and I say, okay. What does Jim Farley think about, uh, I don't know, what's going to happen in the future with the Cybertruck? Yeah. And, and, and then overlay that with uh, the credits. And are the credits going to continue? And then overlay that with China tariff and give me what people are saying, you know, that kind of thing. Is that all right? I mean, yeah, that's fine. I'm just curious as to how you're using it during your during your day. Well, I, I also are, I say, how bad how is craft? work habits are how going bad is to change over time? For me, it's not you know until it's really readily, well, okay, easily accessible. Right. As you say, via my PC, perhaps where I just speak to it and it well, tells me what I want. All right, I'll go a first step further. Until my daughters tell me how to use it better. <laughs> my daughter uses this Adobe. It's usually how it works. In fact, the subscription Adobe, there isn't anything that really she doesn't send to me. It used it to be about better. setting the clock on your VCR. Now, well, now it's Yes. Nice. Yeah, how do you program my VCR? But when I, I go to my daughter for what she's doing with Adobe, I, I, I think it looks like, you know, Broadway show, uh, what they used to do with the <laughs> marquee. <laughs> yes. I don't know. David, what does Jonathan say? Oh, I'm not allowed to mention kids' names. No, no, no. I'm sorry. What does Robert say? (laughs) 
<laughs> what does his name? What does Kevin say? I don't know. That's fine. They can a quick internet search, yeah. most likely. Yeah. They'll probably have a social security number in five seconds. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will hit the uh, rally in the ride-sharing companies, but that major earnings release with Lyft last night sent those shares on a wild ride. Hanging on to gains, though. We'll take a look. Uh, take a look at the futures as well. Not a lot of data today, but Goolsby in about 15 minutes, and then Barr after the bell. Back in a moment. Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. It's a terrible thing. It is an extra zero that slipped into a press release. And, uh, uh, you know, thank goodness we caught it pretty fast and we issued an immediate correction. That's Lyft CEO David Risher on Squawk this morning talking about that company's earnings release error last night. Initially said the stock soaring more than 60 percent in after hours trading, Jim. It was about uh, margin growth, uh, 50 basis points this year, not 500. Yeah, I think that this will be SEC investigation. We'll try to figure out whether this whether there was anybody who uh, may have been involved in some sort of chicanery, which I don't think is the case. And then you'll take a look at all the people who bought it during that period. They got a decent lawsuit, even though it was after hours. Uh, all that said, it's a shame. It was a real good quarter. Uh, bookings up, up real good. Yeah, bookings up 17, not as much as Uber's, but uh, still revenue up, free, positive free cash flow this yeah. year. Uh, yeah, Richard came on Mad Money. He, he's a delight, by the way. And just, you know, he, he's taught more people to read than anybody. He spent years after Amazon uh, just working on literacy in Africa. I mention that only because he, sometimes there's a little bit of a context you got to put for a guy. Uh, but he did a, a, a Connect Women initiative, which worked. Uh, and he's doing an airport initiative for on time, which has been terrific. David, I think that the ultimate takeaway is when you look at Lyft and you look at the buyback yeah. uh, you know, from Uber, what you can say is, this is one of the, still one of the great growth Uber, for us. Oh, gro- overall the, growth. Ride share. Ride, ride share. Yeah, I mean, Lyft, better than expected take rates in the fourth quarter. Marketplace efficiencies, I'm reading here from a, from an up, uh, from an upgrade to neutral at Moffitt Nathanson, yeah. which got it oh, wrong. But the, they got it wrong. Yeah, but they said in the first sentence they got it wrong. Yeah, they did. High margin revenue stream in the fourth quarter, exceeded revenue for the entirety of 22, and demonstrated better than expected cost discipline. Speaking of cost discipline, of course, Uber has been sort of oh. buying into that whole uh, whole year of efficiency. No. Uber's and terrific. We told you about the $7 billion buyback. They had an investor day ongoing today. A lot of different uh, metrics introduced, but you know, a lot of the main ones are, as you might have anticipated, in terms of free cash flow conversions, staying right or, or perhaps being as high as some would, uh, the bulls would say, 90% of right. adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA growth, 30 to 40%. Um, 
and the stock also reacting quite positively, in part to that buyback, first ever, right. from the company at this point, as you, uh, and you know, continued growth, continued focus on cost, right. and not to mention what generative AI is going to mean for them at some point down the road. Oh, sure. By the way, let's go back to the Airbnb. Same thing, a, a gigantic buyback. You know, Carl, we never bought these stocks for buybacks. We bought them for growth. I wonder whether there won't be a cohort which just says, do you mean to say that the best thing you could do is buy back stock? Aren't you visionaries? Well, it's being framed as you get back to operating profit, a positive upper net, you right. positive free cash flow, then you start well, capital returns. Yeah, that's Isn't that true, how it's supposed what, to work? And that's what Meta is Meta's doing, big buyback. And by the way, NVIDIA's got a buyback. I just think that when I look at what Airbnb wants to do with its platform, I would think it costs more than they're saying. They can become the ultimate destination platform. When I think at Lyft, I would like Lyft to be doing more than just uh, doing ride share now they're going to be cash flow positive uh, and then of course with with when you talk about uber i mean i, I want uber to become you know wipe out instacart david well, why wipe out instacart uber is the giant i mean they are i mean come on lifting you can't even compare the two really no, but in yeah, any way when you're talking about a company again the bulls would say could do as much as what nine billion of free cash flow by 2000 so therefore it's worth it because they do have an asset light model they have an asset light model but you throw multiple on nine billion of free cash flow two years from now discount that back you still get to a pretty decent price no right? you're right i'm just saying the old days is what we know the year of efficiency changed everything yeah when when zuckerberg okay let's just put our cards on the table it was Zuckerberg is cool. It was, by the way, is it the hair? We get, we'll talk about the whole. Oh come on, he's Vision so cool. Pro I want to. Yeah, product you, review. You want to be his pal now. You're going to go down there and do one of those Musk interviews next year. Are you working on a Musk Zuck- interview with Zuckerberg right now? Zuckerberg, Are you, just tell me. What? Are you what? working on a Musk interview with Zuckerberg? A Princess Bride interview? Oh, I've got them all going. All very close. I'm a text away from nailing both of them down. I knew In fact, it. together. Carl, I knew it. Together. He works. You know when he's not, you know, that that, that 11 o'clock that you do? Yeah, the, the best just, show of the day. He's a, of course, he's a book and magician. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. A lot to get to. Kraft Heinz, Hood, got some news on Disney. Walmart calls on Ulta and City. In a minute. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. We have seven minutes before we get to the opening bell here at the New York Stock Exchange on what uh, Jim and I still like to call hump day. Time yep. for a mad dash. Uh, Robin Hood we hadn't gotten to. Hey, listen, listen, Friar Tuck. This was actually a pretty good quarter. And I'll, I'll tell you a couple reasons why. One, they, they, have some, they actually have a, a trading group of people. Now, David, if you're a trading group person, you're not going to earn that much on your account. So you're not getting that 4 to 5% that some of these other brokers have to give. Uh, and that, even Schwab, which is a company doing, I think, doing much better than people realize. But these guys have trading balances that they make a lot of money off their customers. At the same time, crypto is 20% and options is 60%. That is, in the new world, what young people do. So they've got a young bias. 
They have a couple new products that work. They've got a gold subscription that people like that is a little gives you a little more ju- more things little for your money. David, I like the quirk. Yeah. And I like the fact that there are younger people coming in and not just buying ETFs, which just say, listen, you don't know how, how the hell to pick stocks, so why don't you let us pick stocks? We have an ETF that is good for shovels. But is it any different, the, what the young people are doing, than what they're doing on FanDuel or any of the no, other betting more, platforms? No, it's, it, it's more like DraftKings. Okay. Where it's daily fantasy for stocks. Right. And if you play Kelsey, you make no money at all. But if you play Hardman, that's like a call on, on arm. You're so right. I may have to do that piece. Which is better, putting the money on Hardman? He's the guy who won, by the way. Uh, or, the or do you put the money on options on, I don't know, uh, let's say Tesla. Right. So the answer is yes, you're dead right. All right, well. Maybe they'll, who knows? By the way, Jason Robbins runs a darn good brokerage. I bet he and does. how much does he make on that money that you've got in your account? That's a good point as well. All right, we've got five minutes till the opening bell. And don't forget, you can always catch us anytime and anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, guys. So I finally tried Apple's Vision Pro. And, you know, I have to say that before this, I expected that Quest would be the better value for most people since it's really good and it's like seven times less expensive. Uh, But after using it, I don't just think that Quest is the better value. I think that Quest is the better product, period. At Zuckerberg, uh, reviewing the Vision Pro Gym. It's all fair game to do your review, even if you have a competing product. He actually had some things that were good to say. He didn't trash it. He was, he, I think he was uh, ironic about it. Uh, I think that, David, he was kind of uh, playful. But his most important thing that he said was he, he buried the lead. You can't get the Ray-Bans. Shortish. Right. There was also the Ray-Bans. He was being filmed not with the Ray-Bans, but with right. the, by he a colleague who was, it, but who I was wearing the full I don't advise set, which is lighter. And if you watch the entire video, he obviously says that he thinks it outperforms the Vision Pro in many right. different areas. I did find Zuckerberg here so much more natural than I'm well, accustomed to. Well, that's what I'm to. saying. Maybe put a few and plans behind him and we really got it there. But, you know, he, he has this robotic way oftentimes of speaking, but not not now. He's been freed. Yeah. It's incredible. Like a normal person. That is Zuckerberg. That is digital twin. That's him. I think it was effective. I think it was effective. People will watch it, and it was interesting. I mean, dare I say, Carl, that there was enough, um, I'd say, sardonic, but not cynical attitude that made it fun to watch. Do you agree? But the Vision Pro is not as good? Um, I happen to love the Vision Pro. I think that the MetaQuest is very good. Here's what I look at. I would say that, you know, my kids work, and, you know, my kids aren't rolling in it, that it's a Toyota, and uh, I think that the, the, the Vision Pro is... Maybe a Lamborghini, not necessarily a Lexus. Yes. Uh, you lower the price so it's not a Lamborghini, and I think you get more buyers. Although I had a hard time trying to get an appointment this weekend to try the video. Yeah, yeah. When are you getting yours? Sorry. Now I have to delay it because I have to find time. Uh, I'll probably get it on, on Friday. And what about the Meta? Have it. You have it? Yeah. What do you have? The Meta the 3. You do? The 3, yeah. Okay. My kids like it, you know. And 
Good. Okay, so you'll be able to give us your own product review. Yeah, well, look, I mean, remember that let's, my one daughter has the, the glasses, one daughter has the three. And they're gay. You know, my, I got gamer. You know, the gamer daughter has the three. I mean, games are interesting and exercise. She does yoga, and you know, that's you know, her kind of. Right. That's her milieu. Uh, and my other daughter is a baker. She, but she loves Instagram, Carl. And she just says, "Look, it's just it's a great dovetail with Instagram. It really is." Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, uh, exciting times in hardware. By the way, at the opening bell, uh, here at the big board, it's New York Cares. At the NASDAQ, it's uh, Fibrobiologic celebrating a recent direct listing. Back within 15 points, Jim, of uh, S&P 5K. Um, today, Wells comes out and says, you know, the interesting thing about yesterday was the pop in the VIX. And that history would suggest, given that expected, in their view, first half volatility kick, Maybe you're due for an overall 5% slide. Well, I think that what happened yesterday, you had everything go down, and now we're going to start looking at things that are attractive. Interest rates are, are behaving today. Uh, I, what I don't want to see is that the money gravitate toward oil and gas, because that's been creeping up, uh, and there's some very good stories there. So I would uh, hope that the, the rally does not just concentrate there. I want to see the financials. Come. Financials were really tagged yesterday. And so I'm, I'm a little worried about that group. Less than a, you know, techs had a big run. Financials were really kind of nascent, yeah. positive. We are on the lookout for uh, a lot of post-CPI Fed speak. We mentioned Goolsby out a few moments ago. Let's get to Steve Leisman. Hey, Steve. Hey, yeah, Chicago uh, Fed President Austin Goolsby. Uh, in uh, remarks uh, being uh, given right now, is saying that the Fed should not wait until inflation is at 2% over a one-year period in order to cut rates. He says you have to have confidence, but he can have that confidence without the one-year uh, annualized rate being at, at 2%. Uh, higher inflation, he says, for a few months is still, he says, consistent with being on the path back to a 2% target. Uh, again, Goolsby being the first Fed official to comment since that hotter than expected CPI yesterday. And he says the decline in housing inflation, remember it went up yesterday, is quote, not as fast as expected. But the CPI housing data is at odds with the market data, which we've been talking about. And he says he's watching that difference there. He says it's important not to judge a trend from a single month, one month's number. And, and the CPI and the PCE, which is the one the Fed follows most closely, can sometimes differ significantly. Just a couple more comments here. He says the current policy stance is quite restrictive and that real rates or the, the inflation adjusted rate is, quote, as high as it has been in decades. If you're not getting the point here, Goolsby seems to suggest the Fed ought to be moving soon. He's maintained, he says maintaining the current funds rate will create concern about the employment side of the mandate. Two more things. He says productivity has rebounded and could have profound implications for the economy, and he also sees inflation expectations as anchored. Carl? Steve, thanks for that. Uh, and we're not done, by the way, for Fed speak for the week, Jim. Uh, Waller tomorrow, it's going to be interesting because he was in some ways the tip of the spear for rate cuts. Right. Look, I think that there's, I heard for the first time today someone on air say, look, it, if anything, you need a rate hike. And we need some clarification from people just saying, yes, we're still on the course, which says uh, we're watching more for a slowdown. Uh, I don't think any of these numbers, I, I asterisk the renters by talking about the migrants and the governments being able to, to rent all over the country. Governments are renting uh, because of the huge influx, 8 million people. But I care about uh, unemployment. And if unemployment were to go to four, if we see some big bankruptcies, there are a couple of retailers that I want to mention that are indeed teetering and have liquidity problems. You're, you'll start reading about those layoffs. Without layoffs, 
I think that we're just on hold, and I don't care what these guys say. Are you willing to, at this point to guess if we retest four and a half, let's say? Only if we have just a gigantic failed auction. We got our guy Josh Frost in there. Yep. Who well, you've been a auctions. fan of. Oh, yeah, that guy's fantastic. I mean, he's a hero of mine because he actually decide, he speaks to 100 bankers. And he realizes where, where the demand is as opposed to just saying, all right, here we go. Let's do some 30, bill, you know, 30 billion of the tenure. David, we have pros in uh, Treasury who are trying to make this so that we don't interest rates don't spike. And they have more to do with it than the rent, the rent figure in the CPI. Well, it's not an unimportant position that gentleman has. Yes. Because we have been very focused on those auctions for obvious reasons. And they can be dislocating for the market. Should, I once asked Bob Rubin about the auctions when he was running Treasury. Yeah. And his answer was very interesting. He said, it's not anything we should ever gain. Ever gain. gain. Yeah. You want to say, look, we, this is how we do it. We're going to look and see how much we can make the most money for Treasury, and right. we're going to do that. We're not look out there trying to figure out how to not hurt the market, yep. as if that, that I was basically being meretricious and uh, rapacious as opposed to being prudent. I understood. Understood. Um, you see that story yesterday, uh, Walmart maybe buying this Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because to me it said that if I were uh, people running Roku right today, I'd be running scared. Well, Roku did react to it yesterday. Uh, Today, Roku shares, at least a moment ago when I looked, they were up a bit. Oh, yeah, great. Take a look at Walmart. No problem. I mean, one read on it from Morgan Stanley's analyst who covers it is that it's all about advertising. Walmart's the largest retailer, of course, in the U.S. We know that. Um, but it has purchase data on what they say is you know, roughly 90% of households, at least to some extent. Yeah. And so ownership of a distribution platform, remember these are all connected TVs these days, of course, um, could help it grow, uh, help it grow uh, its advertising business. And they're talking about a three and a half billion in revenue this year, or excuse me, last year, could be as much as six billion by 2025. Now, for a company like Walmart, that's still an incredibly low number in terms of revenues, but those are high margin revenues, as we know from Amazon, when it comes to advertising. Yes. And, uh, you know, that can help drive some earnings growth. Now, what, what, but you would turn it on and you would be able to see Walmart. You'd get Walmart okay. Plus and so you'd probably, we, yeah, you'd probably be I, right I, connected in there, not to mention, obviously, they yeah. get to see your behavior in other ways right. and share that data with their advertisers. Right. Well, I don't know about your Walmart, David, but my two Walmarts, when you walked in before the Super Bowl, the deals on big screen TVs reminded you of, it's like buying a, you know, a 25-inch Sony from Best Buy uh, uh, right now. I mean, yeah. there's a 65-inch. Walmart offers such incredible value on TVs that right. I would be shaking if they bought Vizier. I mean, they're like two hundred forty dollars well, for a seven sixty-inch screen TV. To the extent that TV. it's really about leveraging their advertising business, it's going to be very so powerful. So it becomes like a razor, razor. I mean, they'll sell you exactly. the razor for nothing. Well, like right now, I turn my TV on, Carl, and I, I go to Sam, it sends me to Samsung. I've never clicked on that thing ever, and never will. Hmm. Mine comes up every time. Samsung, Auto, Samsung TV yeah, comes like, up, that's and it's what all I want. these procedurals with all these actors, you know, and I'm. But I never watch them. They need money, the I, actors. I, I can't figure out how to get rid of it. I uh, I know, but it, you, you start 
I can't either. And it drives me crazy. It's like, I, I say to my kids, what is, first it One sends me to a piece of art. Never I like a painting. It sends me to a painting, which I really don't want. There's, right now, i got a painting of the Adirondacks. I think it's Rocky Peak Ridge. It's like forensic experts. They're always, yeah. yeah. And then I go to Samsung, and I say, well, this is worse than, this is like a fire cop show. <laughs> Where do these I things, mean, what is it? Who's paying for those? Samsung? I don't even, i got to understand the economic model behind Samsung TV You know what shows. they probably do? I'll tell you what they do. It's Samsung today. They're probably saying, what's the economic model? <laughs> like the top brass. Anybody know what the economic model is? Listen, I'm yes, but you a- see, we made America know who we are. It's employing actors, so that's good. Interesting, Jim. Uh, speaking of Walmart, Evercore today, tactical underperform. For Target! Um, we see potential near-term downside uh, due to what we believe is likely to be conservative guide tone on the consumer. What hurts on, uh, on February 12th? Look, I think that they're loath to be able to say the consumer's not doing well. 3% yield, 17 times earnings. Really? Even after McDonald's or others say well, North America? Well, that's a very good point, McDonald's. But you know, I think that people are turning against, they don't regard healthy food at any value. And I say that because when you talk to Jack Hartung at Chipotle or Brian Nichols at Chipotle, they'll say, listen, the $40,000 a year customer is buying the same thing as the $150,000 a year customer. At McDonald's, I don't know how much. Look, Burger King, by the way, had really good numbers. They're, they really good. Patrick Doyle was on last night. They had the best growth in burgers. David, Burger King's back. Burger King is back. Yes, yeah, well, because they, they did this fuel the fr- flame, refuel the flame. Did, no, they've gone anywhere. I said that to Patrick Doyle, too. Did you? I said, is this, are you telling me this is like when you first took over Domino's? I, I had breakfast with him. Uh, before the campaign, he goes, you know, Jim, I'm thinking about doing this campaign, which says that that Domino's tastes like shirt cardboard. I said, geez, I I, I don't know how well that'll go over. He said, why don't you watch it? It was the most brilliant campaign ever, right? <laughs> so listen, you know, we, we were losing the shirt cardboard and corrugated tastes better than our banana banana peppers. You know? And then, boom, best performing stock of the generation. Well, as we think about uh, the consumer health, this piece in the journal, Jim, about auto insurance and how uh, transitions to delinquencies on auto insurance annualized is the highest in 13 years. Well, I mean, we, we saw this in the CPI yesterday. Why, why stop with auto insurance? I mean, every kind of insurance is so high. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen, if you try to get a health care policy and you're an individual a self-proprietor, I mean, your entire profit and goes to it, and you've got a, like a $500,000 deductible. And now you got now you got uh, the tax refunds are coming in light. Uh, fewer refunds, lower refunds, uh, fewer filings year on year so Biden far. It's only a couple weeks a G- in. Biden yeah. better send us a thousand dollar check, Dave, before this election. Excuse me. Biden better send each person a thousand dollar check before the election. So, and someone else did that. It's novel. It's an idea. It's an idea. Uh, or you could just own Nvidia. Thank you. That's a wealth creator as Thank well. Thank you. Uh, NVIDIA, our, our, our usual check on it, up uh, uh, 1.5%. Versus what? The company that Bezos sells would, $2 billion every well, night? Well, I would make the point it continues to move up the uh, market well, capital. It's because Jensen's not selling $2 billion dollars every night. It is night. now $1.8 trillion. It has passed, as we pointed out, Amazon, in part because Amazon shares have not moved up as much. Uh, of late, uh, and it is approaching uh, Alphabet's market value. It's only about twenty billion away. You can make that up in a matter of minutes. Um, well, so yeah, Nvidia. What has Alphabet done for me lately? Moving into the top, let's call it three, right? Well, what's Alphabet done? Uh, that was Alpha- that last quarter. Alphabet is up four point four percent for the year. Oh, Waymo. 
Yeah. Go away, Mayor. Um, Go away, Mayor, yourself, David. Is Alphabet going to surprise us with its cost discipline at some point, or what, is it you, going to truly lose its grip on search? Which way is it going to go they're here? They're doing a year of inefficiency, apparently. <laughs> The year of living safely and fat. <laughs> Neil Gibson, Linda, Linda Hunt. Yeah, Linda Hunt. Year of living, year of living dangerously. I mean, but yeah. is that uh, is that Linda Hunt? Linda yeah, Hunt. Linda yeah, Hunt. Yeah, I yeah, think Linda just Hunt. not recognized as one of the great. She movies. Oscar nom for her. At and the fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and Mel Gibson. Well, they were not living. Google is not living dangerously. They're living safe and happy. I'd Google say, Cloud I'd say had just a really the good number. That they are living dangerously. Well, they They're are like, in terms of their stock. Google just, Cloud had a great number, and everything else was so uh, convoluted. You didn't even notice that they had a great number. Wow, well, David Toyota Motors down. That's the first time that's happened in ages. There's been. There's the stock. Oh, that's Toyota that's just Jim, by the way, looking at the tape, which is what he does. Non-stop. Well, kind you of go my, see Jim up in his office. I like the look. He's just looking tape. past you at the tape. What I love is I waking up at five and seeing a tweet from him an hour before. Yeah. Well, I looks, was late that day. I was late this tape. morning. Uh, the oh. other day, I had one at three fifteen. That was much better. Toyota's had a great run, though, in part because, as has. we said many times, in the strength of hybrids. Did you guys read the journal story? Well, I mean, encapsulating the, much of what we've discussed. How quickly they charge? In terms the of the changing demand for EVs. And, and what's gone on there. I mean, your friend Jim Farley in terms of reacting to it. So can you post Don't hear Jim you talking about the friend. F-150 Lightning as much as you once did. Well, because you see, it's not doing as well. What do you want me to say? Yes, that's Luke, exactly what I want you to say. Because there's a lot of inventory. What, thank yeah. you. But, yeah, and I can blow up my friendship anytime I want, okay? Exactly. There's actually some global EV data today. Month on month, Jim, January down 26. Well, and that's a lot of subsidy cuts in Germany, yes. France. Yes. Not to mention Chinese New Year, China weakness. Right. I and mean, BYD, can, how, much, how, many, how many can Mexico buy? 33% of Mexico is EV from China. Here's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be even more. It's going to be even more. I mean, what, well, because, yeah, I mean, there's a 55,000 person Pueblo at the VW factory. Sorry, so. I interrupted you. Tell us what do you think is going to happen? You were okay. just going to say. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so let's say you get a gigantic, tectonic, critical election where the Democrats win. There will be a governor who says, okay, we're not having any hydrocarbons in our cars by 2029. And then that's it. do that? California's already, come on. California's, where are they? Uh, anybody? 2035? Yeah, but I'm saying they got to do it. Really, I don't know. No, I'm saying they'll do some radical thing and then that'll Why? be in. That's it. Then that's it. Everyone's going to have to go EV. I'm saying this is a tectonic shift election. If that happens, then I think that there's going to be states that say, look, look, you got to go buy a new car. Really? We'll if you, you don't have a charging infrastructure <laughs> and you're basically <laughs> subjugating everybody to, like, not having enough power for their cars. Have you seen the taxes in California? Do you think that they're not afraid to do something radical? And They've nobody already leaves. done nobody something leaves. somewhat radical. Nobody They've leaves. Or, well, they do leave. Where? They go they to, go, where do they go? They go they to stop. Texas. They, they stop. Oh, yeah. They do. They okay. do. They leave. You look at Eaton. That's a subsidy for Eaton. I mean, One of my favorite California is amazing. It's like a 40 billion people. It's still, what, the world's... It's the fifth largest, it's the fifth economy, largest in economy in the world. Oh, I'm just... Look, I am, I'm positing that if you have a green election in our country, that there could be some states that make it so that they're the ones who do you decide. Think, do you think New York 3 last night suggests that's in the offing? <laughs> that's, well, that was at all. interesting. No, I don't By know. the way, um, Morgan Stanley Jonas uh, note today, just back from easily the most bearish of our Tesla bull bear lunches. Didn't you uh, love that? Some doubt sales grow at all this year. Most see consensus falling and AI, quote, off the table for now. 
I love doesn't that piece. Doesn't sound good at all, does it? Tesla oh, well, he reiterates overweight. Right. Well, that's just clients basically yeah. showing up who are all negative or talking, you know. And you notice the stock of Tesla stopped all know, going down? Most hedge fund managers, and they stock, know nothing. Tesla's so. not going down anymore. No, Tesla's not going to stabilize it. I think that, I, look, I, I'm not, I think the fanboys are, are, are going to buy the Cybertruck, but I think the Tesla's next generation is going to be, is be coming. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I think the last thing we had was was Steve Scherz talking about how it didn't work for Hertz. But the next generation could be huge. We need to, if we can get 10 minute charging stations. Is it going to be able to compete effectively with BYD in markets other than the U.S.? Because obviously that will not be allowed here most likely. I think BYD is scary how inexpensive it is. But then again, the PRC is trying to put people to work. Well, it's not just the inexpensive. Apparently, it's a fairly high level of, of automobile. Yeah, that's what um, I keep hearing. That's Buffett, right? Buffett's. Yeah, it was right. It was, it was, yeah. I'm hearing great things about it, but we're not going to let let it. No. Neither president. Look, we have a union president, right? The guy who walked the picket line against Ford. He's not going to let China come in. And then we have Trump uh, basically saying, "Listen, we have a 500 billion dollar uh, business with China. That goes to zero. Zero, because the 60 percent tariff would go to zero." Uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye. Obviously, as Jim has pointed out, uh, the election's getting folded into markets uh, by the day. Dow up 63 here, uh, back to 49.80. Watch bonds, as we said, pretty much a data-free day. But these Goolsby headlines a moment ago were interesting. And we'll wait for Barr this afternoon, Waller tomorrow. We're back in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Okay, so one of the things that's been quietly happening is GE just keeps going higher. Mostly it's been because of uh, engines for aircraft, but today GE's for Nova, which is about to be spun off, which is the, the energy business, and it, it's a lot of green energy. They just got approved. GE's nuclear fuel business receives regulatory approval to manufacture higher enrichment fuel. People just love anything involving, uh, you know, small reactors, anything involving any way to be able to make nuclear fuel work and the nuclear industry work. And I, my, my hat is really off to, to Larry Culp. I mean, he did, I, my travels are since GE Healthcare, it's been a rocket lately. And now this Vernova is going to work. And I just think he really has the zeitgeist and it's not just for show. I wonder what you think it says about the industrial cycle, Jim, at a time where we're getting some hotter numbers out of South Korea manufacturing and stuff like that. Well, I think that there's a huge secular story to travel. By the way, I didn't think Marriott was nearly that bad. Yesterday, they just gave this one little bit of, of what they thought could happen, but it's more financing than it is travel, and travel was hit. But I think that this is a great sec- They're riding every secular wave, Gene. Yep. And Culp did that. And- you know, he doesn't get talked about much, and that reason is because he's just not seeking any publicity whatsoever at this time. You are going to talk to Chuck tonight? Yeah, but I want Cisco. I know Cisco last time said, look, this next quarter may not be that good either. Uh, I'm hoping, obviously, because as David knows, these people are all my friends, and I want Chuck to deliver a good number. I know uh, you do. You're yeah. rooting for him. And then Generac. I got a Generac because the power is so bad at my place, and it's a financing company, and we'll see how they've been doing. The Generac trades, by the way, with solar. Trades with first solar. It, it trades with the the young person's favorite stock, which is Enphase Energy. Enphase. But, yeah, when I get stopped in the street, it used to be Tesla. Now I say, hey, what do you think yes, Enphase? Yes, How about Enphase? Yeah, Enphase. Solar. Financing I like as well is an important part of that I'm business. I'm liking financing. Tesla here holding in at 280. It is? Yeah, yeah, but I have to tell you, I wait all day for Jonas. Whatever <laughs> Jonas writes, he's kind of like when Charles Dickens would put out those you know, weekly. NVIDIA and Alphabet are like this now in market cap. Alphabet. It's like 
What has Alphabet done for you lately, Waymo? <laughs> Jim, we'll see you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Cisco will be interesting. We'll get to more of the big earnings movers in a moment. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.